as a person though like i feel like i'm a bit more canadian but i definitely have some like indian like uh personality traits or, or values rather you know i definitely have right. those influences as well uh but i call myself a coconut you know i'm just like like white on the inside a bit brown on the outside and a little hairy you know <laughs> so, yeah. women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet Bonjour, you're watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad, and today we have an amazing show with, of course, nothing but amazing guests. Today we have the IWS Women's Champion, the Cobra, Katrina Creedy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate, you know, taking the time, um, you taking the time to come and talk to me and you having me on here. I'm really excited. I mean, I am definitely partial to my Canadians, so I, I like, <laughs> I love kind of diving into it and kind of learning because, you know, coming from Canada and when I was doing track and stuff, it was hard to get out and do my own thing. So I'm just curious on the mm -hmm. wrestling front. But before we get into all that, there's there's an important question I have to ask you. So, you yes. know, being an environmentalist, uh, what do you think or where do you think the world, the state of the world is right now? Ooh, it's pretty atrocious. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, and everything I've read either in electives I take it at, you know, university or just stuff that I've read, you know, through news sources and stuff just confirms that it's getting worse. Uh, so it's definitely a bummer, but I've just had to, yeah, you know, like for my whole life, I've tried to be an environmentalist, but I'm a vegetarian, not driving for the longest time up until I started taking bookings recently. I tried my best, but I'm starting to realize that, you know, obviously these companies need to take action and they're not going to. So I just kind of have to accept the fate of the world as depressing as it is. So, yeah. So is the fate of the world, um, like, are we, are we got 30 years? Like how many, how, what, what, what are the folks saying? How much, how much time do we have? <laughs> Well, um, I did take a class um, relating to the environment uh, a few years ago, and they were pretty much saying that, like, pretty much the summit where there were a bunch of countries meeting up where they came up with limitations on, on gas emissions and stuff like that, they were saying that they had to reduce um, gas emissions by uh, 2030 uh, and reduce it to a certain amount. But if anything, we're just increasing our gas emissions. Um, so there's no way that's going to happen by 2030. And if it's not done by then, then there's pretty much going to be irreversible uh, changes, uh, climate changes, and we just can't come back from that after. So seems like we're headed in that direction, unfortunately. And what that means exactly, I'm not exactly sure. Scientists aren't necessarily sure either, um, but it's probably something that's just gonna keep feeding into itself and probably get worse and worse. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty depressing. 2030 yeah. is like around the corner. Cause when you said 2030, I'm like, oh, we have 10 years. I was like, no, it's, <laughs> it's 2024. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> it sneaks up uh, on you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Good way to start the show. I mean, I had to, I yeah. had to, I had to, you know, you, you I know you're more well versed in it. I'm, I'm going off of the, the old stuff and it just seems even more glimpse, uh, more grim. So here we are. But the good news is you are the IWS women's champion. Um, and we are in a new year. So what's the game plan yeah. as far as retaining and, you know, retaining and maintaining that reign? Well, um, you know, obviously we do have like really talented women on our roster and around the area. Um, so I really always have to be on top of my game to just 
show, you know, that I, I deserve this championship and, and prove, you know, that I deserve to be in this position. So I'm just always pretty much training, um, you know, working out and stuff like that. Always even showing up to the dojo. Um, I show up like usually more regularly, like I'll try usually once a week, uh, with every second week, but usually I try to go once a week on top of regular shows and stuff just to always keep on top of stuff. So you got to do it if you're a champ, you know, or just in general, if you're trying to improve as a wrestler, uh, in my opinion. So you're never at a certain point where you're past the point of learning, in my opinion. And now can you take your like championship, like over to the U S and, you know, defend it there? Or, like, how does it work for, um, for IWS? Ooh. Yeah, so I know I've never really asked myself, but I know um, Melanie Havoc, who was the champion before me, she did bring the ch championship belt to other feds uh, within Quebec, maybe Ontario, but definitely Quebec, uh, where she was able to defend it. Um, so it's a possibility, uh, but in the States, I don't know, maybe. I guess it really depends on uh, the promotion in the States as well and if they're down with it. So, yeah. And so, like, let's talk about it. So, you know, um, um this every a lot of people that i talk to they always think of when i talk to them about immigration stuff like that they're like oh but you're from canada like you know it's just you know it's just a hop skip i was like no 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 We're, this it's the same process for everybody it doesn't matter you know whether the country is nicer or not it's all the same thing so what is um like wrestling because you have wrestled in the u.s a little bit so what is wrestling in montreal and ontario like versus wrestling in the states and i guess more of the east coast part of it Hmm. Um, well, um, I'd say I've only had one American booking, so it's kind of difficult to say, but the one thing I noticed in that one booking that I had, uh, in the States versus, uh, the ones that I had in Quebec or Ontario is that there's just like a huge amount of talent in one area, uh, compared to Canada where I guess, um, you know, I, I think there tends to be more talent in the states generally just because there's more promotions i think generally the, the density of wrestlers are is higher too there just tends to be a higher number of wrestlers as well um so yeah it's like i literally like i was going to this booking in new jersey for igb uh the intergender bonanza and going there i mean there was marcus mathers there's uh you know sue young and then randomly like nick wayne just showed up he wasn't even on the show he was oh, wow. just hanging out backstage and i was like okay um he was just there right um yeah you know so and um uh, i i might be pronouncing mispronouncing her name it's zyda or zeta Steele, who's currently like on mlw a lot you know so they're just all kind of there and and there are these really big stars or like these big up-and-comers and um the venue itself was it's at the h2o uh, venue and it wasn't like huge there were maybe like I don't know, 40, 50 people there, you know? And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like normally in Canada, in a bigger place and it's a few hundred people, but this was just a random Thursday night for them, you know? So that was that was definitely different. Um, yeah. yeah, so that, that was the one huge thing that I noticed that was different between like our bookings uh, in Quebec and Ontario versus the States. Um, so okay. uh, when you got started in wrestling, you said you've always liked wrestling, but you didn't really know for sure this is what you wanted to do until you went to like your first practice. So what was it yes. in that practice that was just like, oh yeah, this is for me? You know, I'm not, I don't really know, to be honest. I just really, really liked it. Um, I wasn't 
expecting to in a way. There's a lot of things that I kind of tried in my life where I thought, oh, this is going to be my hobby and my passion. And I was like, ah, in the end, it was okay. And I thought the same thing was going to happen with wrestling. And when I walked in, it was just really fun. I think if I had to pinpoint what it was, it was probably just the fact that like, um, I think it's a really great way to release pent up energy. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can sometimes have a lot of. Um, so it's really just a great way to convey emotions in, I guess, a different way. So I, I think that's probably what I liked about it. And I just like the physicality of it too. Okay. And then what's the general consensus like as far as like wrestling um, in Montreal? Um, and I guess by way of Ontario as well. Is the goal to wrestle um, in the U.S. to be like, you know, about the big, bigger promotions, WWE, AEW of it all, or is it more like this? We've created our own network here, and you know, if we get the opportunity, great. But if not, it's not a big deal. What's kind of the the overall goal? Um, for me personally, it's definitely uh, going to as many places as possible, uh, getting seen as much as I can. Um, really, just going to as many promotions as possible to to break out and be seen as much as possible, but to also just meet new people, wrestle new people in new places, and just learn how to, you know, work different people, work different crowds, work different areas, because it's it all changes, you know? So if I could get as much experience as possible, um, as much exposure as possible, that's definitely the goal. Um, I do love wrestling in Quebec. I really enjoy wrestling in Ontario as well. We do have some pretty big promotions, um, and I feel really, really lucky to be able to wrestle for those promotions for sure. Um, but if you know if i could definitely get um into the states and branch out more into other areas other provinces but especially in the states um i feel like the northeastern eastern states um are a really great place to be then i absolutely would love to do that as much as possible so when you decided to make that career change we're talking offline about like you know parents and stuff like that and also being a child of immigrants they were very much encouraging you know work for um, I know we have the TTC in Toronto, but you know, the Metro or work for the government or work for this place for 25 years, you'll be good. You'll get your house, you'll get, you'll get, you'll get this and all that stuff. When I p- picked a career that wasn't as stable, uh, it took them a long time to get, you know, adjusted. So what were your parents like when you said, Hey, I want to be a wrestler? Um, well, I mean, I think they were used to me by that point. Um, I'm obviously not your most typical Indian chick. Um, so, you know, when I first started dressing all in black and getting piercings, like they were definitely flipping out, but that was like when I was 15 or 16, you know? Um, and they got over the shock of it all. Eventually they got used to me and they realized I'm kind of an oddball. <laughs> so when when I finally started wrestling and I told them that it wasn't like they were super opposed to it. They were like, okay, it's kind of expected considering like who she is at this point. Um, mm-hmm. So there surprisingly wasn't that much resistance. Um, they were good with it. But of course, you know, I'm still going to university. I still have like a pretty decent job right now. Um, so I have that going for me too, which certainly, you know, makes my mom happy. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And exactly. Yeah. So you're studying psychology at university, right? Yes. Yeah. So how do, yeah, you, so, do, you, uh, do you use that degree to kind of help, you know, with dealing with different personalities in wrestling? Because there's a lot of them. Um, or like, do you use the degree for you know, transition to wrestling? Hmm. I guess um, 
That's a pretty interesting question. So, hmm, I guess like not necessarily because like I I say a lot of you know clinical like practitioners and stuff like that they usually have to have like um, at least a master's or a PhD. Um, I'm pretty much like still in the process of finishing off my bachelor's. Um, I have like maybe six or seven classes. The job that I have right now is actually um, it's related and unrelated it's more in social work i actually run an intervention center um which i just kind of fell into uh yeah like i just started volunteering at this place to get experience uh to put on my cv for when i want to go to grad school and i just kind of get kept getting promoted and and now it's like i'm running a place i've been there for almost like i don't know two and a half three years now um so i've been doing that um so it's like kind of related to psychology sometimes but not fully um but yeah i i guess I, there are some things that I've taken from my job, for example, that I definitely apply to the industry and how I interact with people and stuff like that. I think one of the biggest lessons I learned from this job uh, that I brought into my personal life and into the wrestling industry is just having boundaries, essentially. Um, I think it's very, very important to assert yourself and know your limitations, but assert yourself in a way that isn't too you know hurtful to anyone um but you're still respecting yourself you know so yeah there there is that um with the you know with wrestling now especially women's wrestling it's almost like a renaissance we're seeing you know women of different shapes sizes colors all the things um what does it mean to you to be an indian canadian wrestler do you do you do go so this is we might may or may not keep this up because this is like american thing do you call do you refer to yourself as indian canadian or do you refer to yourself as just indian um what what is what is like the because for me growing up i would refer, refer to myself as west indian because of my parents mm -hmm. so what mm -hmm. like what is the what what what's the what do you i guess what do you call yourself or what do you refer to yourself well i i guess i mean i i definitely would just to call myself Indian, typically. Um, like, if someone were to ask me, you know, what my ethnicity is, I'll say Indian. Um, right. I, I write, like, on my socials and stuff like that, like, Indian-Canadian, um, even though I'm fully Indian, like, both my parents were Indian, um, right. just so people know that, like, I'm an Indian from Canada. It might be confusing. Maybe they think I'm mixed, but I'm not. Um, but it's right. just to say, you know, I'm from Canada, but I'm Indian, because I, I just want to represent, you know? Um, I think it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, like it's it's kind of dope. Like in my opinion, if I was growing up and I saw like an Indian chick who was wrestling, I'd be like, fuck yeah, that's so cool, you know? Um, yeah. So it's definitely a way to like represent. Um, as a person though, like I feel like I'm a bit more Canadian, but I definitely have some like Indian like uh, personality traits or, or values rather, you know, I definitely have right. those influences as well. Uh, but I call myself a coconut, you know, I'm just like, like white on the inside a bit, brown on the outside, and a little hairy, you know. <laughs> so, <yeah>. wow. <laughs> oh my goodness! But um, yeah. reel, reel, reel it in. <laughs> what does Yo, it mean totally. to you to be uh, a <laughs> wrestler? <laughs> um, I just think it's it's really cool. Like I love the fact that there's so much representation, um, and and just women in general are just getting more exposure um, on the indies, but as well like in more mainstream wrestling. It's so awesome to see so many like women who are doing well, you know, and they're being featured. Like it, it makes it makes me really proud, you know. Um, and especially when they're women of color too, you know. There's even less 
uh, representation typically. So to see people get that opportunity and to see more girls who are on the independent scene, um, who are minorities who are doing this, it's like pretty awesome. And it, it means a lot, you know, um, to me, just to be able to, to potentially maybe be that for someone um, who would see me, you know, and maybe they're growing up and that could be a point of inspiration for them. And that can maybe show them that they could also do this if they want to, or whatever it is that they want to do. Maybe it's not wrestling, but, you know, they have a space and it's not just limited to other people anymore. It's something that's viable for them. So it's super important for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely, if I can say this, like just looking through your social media, you're breaking a lot of, um, uh, this is not even stereotypes, what people typically think. Because it's mm. like, a lot of people don't, when they think of Canada, they always think of just white folks. So yeah. you already broke <laughs> that. And then it's like, oh, she lives in Montreal. Wait, so she's Indian, but she speaks French. Mm. Oh, and then she wrestles, <laughs> and she has red hair. It's like, it's it's so amazing because you're breaking, like it's just, you just being you are breaking <laughs> so much of what people think of and that's you know that's an amazing Very, thing yeah. that's the things about um in particular Montreal. i can speak to montreal and toronto where it's just like you have a lot of um it's like a melting pot you have a lot of different mm -hmm. um ethnicities and stuff like that but you know you have a little like you were saying like you have a little bit of that tradition but then you also have that ability to just be your own person and eventually like, yeah. your parents will be like look they're safe they're making money whatever you're doing a lot and you know there are a lot of people that are looking at you and you're breaking a lot of um you know mental stereotypes so you know oh well well, thank you. I mean, I, I didn't even like realize that or put that together, but I, I guess when you say it that way, yeah, it's kind of true, you know? Um, again, especially because people might have these preconceived notions of like people in Quebec or Canada or Montreal and, you know, the, the type of people that are there, if it's people who are predominantly white, which is obviously not the case. Uh, mm -hmm. But also, yeah, like an Indian chick who's wrestling is kind of like an anomaly. It's It's strange, you know, you don't always see it. An alternative Indian trick too. It's like what the fuck is yeah. Well, I don't know. Can I swear on here? I, I didn't clear that with. Oh you. no, yeah, you can, you um, can swear. You okay. Can. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, but I mean, thank you for mentioning that. That's actually a really interesting point and cool to think about. So thanks. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's and with social media, you know, we're able to see all these things. So yeah, you know, kudos to you for just like living you, doing you. Kudos to your parents <laughs> for just saying look. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna do so as long as she's happy and she's in school. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. The, the school's important. <laughs> um, so let's talk about these hardcore matches. I saw another oh, interview and mentioned hardcore matches, like you lit up. So there's a lot of different versions of matches. Um, also a good thing about where we are as far as well, not we where you guys are as far as women wrestlers, there's a lot of different type of matches that we can enter into. We're no longer the, the bra and panties type thing. So what's what your love for hardcore matches? Yeah, so I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't even say that like I was necessarily inspired by hardcore wrestling. I just fell into it and I wouldn't even say that I, I'm a hardcore wrestler, but I'm starting to become one and it was not on purpose and I'm starting to like it. Um, and I'm almost scared of putting that out there because I don't know what this is potentially going to get me into. But um, well, IWS, you know, um, being my home fed, you know, the fed that I train at uh, that I'm currently a champion at um, has 
it, they're pretty well known generally in uh, different parts of North America, even Japan. But back in the day, they kind of have this history of being a, a hardcore fed, right? Hence IWS hardcore. Um, so there's a lot of that connotation surrounding the Federation in general. Um, so sometimes when people reach out to me from like other feds, like actually the American booking that I did, um, the guy who I went up against, he's Mark Angel. He used to be this guy who was into deathmatch uh, wrestling, uh, who actually is also Marcus Mathers' dad, <laughs> which I didn't know until I, I was going there. But um, he wanted to have a hardcore match with me because I was from IWS and I was the champ there. And he grew up watching IWS like on VHS or, or DVDs. And he likes people like, you know, Sexy Eddie and, and Greek Phantom or whatever who are really into hardcore stuff. So mm -hmm. that's still the association sometimes, you know? Um, so I kind of have to rep. I got to rep the home fan, <laughs> you know? It's not like I wanted to, but I got to do it. I could have said no, but I'm not the type of person to back down from a challenge, right? So I said, I said yes. And uh, to kind of compound that, um, IWS started recently having these no ring shows in bars and stuff. Um, and I am always down to wrestle as much as possible. So we started doing this, uh, I think our first show was in July and we've been doing one pretty much every month, right? So, you know, bar shows pretty much equal hardcore. So we've been, <laughs> I've been kind of falling into that, not on purpose, it's just been happening. Um, and I mean, a few days ago, I actually had the craziest match of my career thus far, and maybe my career for a while. I um, I wrestled against Mathieu Sejac, who is this, he's one half of TDT, uh, Tabarnak, the team. Um, and they're a pretty big, big tag team from around here. Uh, even in like Northeastern North America, they're like fairly big. And they're like these big burly lumberjacks, right? And they like brawling and stuff, and that's kind of their thing. And I was in a freaking match with this guy. So um, it was pretty crazy. I actually slipped out with a win, which was pretty cool. Um, but it was pretty bonkers. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say I necessarily liked hardcore wrestling growing up or I, I strove to be a hardcore wrestler, but I've just, it's just what's happening. I'm kind of going with it, I guess. And I gotta say, I, I do like it more than I thought I would. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so now kind of going back to, to your parents, have they seen any of your matches like in person? Oh God, okay. So this is actually, so um, my my parents, so my father fortunately is not with us anymore, but my father and my mom, they actually saw my very, very first match. Um, and this was, I actually started wrestling right before the pandemic. I had like four or five matches. Um, and then the pandemic happened, I stopped wrestling and I started again in late 2022 when I started wrestling actually. Um, so they had my very first match in 2020, sorry, 2020. Um, and it was really funny because, and this is so typical of my dad, um, I was up against this guy named Frank Milano, who's this great wrestler from around here. And my dad unknowingly just showed up to the show with a hat that said Milano on it. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> it was pretty funny, uh, but I, my dad would manage to pull something like that off. It was pretty jokes. Um, but the reason why I said, oh my God, was because my brother actually has never really seen me wrestle a match. And he came to the New Year show, the one with Benzer Sejac. And mm -hmm. anytime, <laughs> anytime I tell my brother that I'm doing these no ring shows, he's like, oh my God, be careful, hardcore matches, you know, they're dangerous. And, and mm -hmm. 
I mean, usually the other matches have been kind of tame. Like, they're okay. We put hardcore stuff, but it's like, okay, we're cracking each other over the head with beer cans or maybe there's a chair involved or, you know, stuff like that. I did put, I did put a girl through like a skateboard that was held between two chairs. I powerbombed her through it, but that was her. And that was, that wasn't me. Right. So, I mean, I've generally been good in these matches. And so I did not know initially that I was going up against Matthew Sejok and I told him, yeah, come to the show. It'll be fun. I'll be okay. And then the match was insane. So I, I'm actually going to put up like a highlight reel of, of the match on my socials so you guys could check it out. Um, my poor brother almost had a heart attack. I felt so oh. bad bringing him there because I really did not think it was going to be that bad. Like I thought, okay, it's going to be hardcore, whatever, but it was insane. And like 90% of it was improv. So I didn't, I couldn't even warn him. It was just on the fly and as it was happening i'm like this is super fucked up and i was like looking over at my brother who was filming and he was smiling so i'm like oh maybe it's okay you know maybe he's having a good time and when i talked to him after he's like no that was a nervous laugh like i was really freaking scared i was like okay he is yeah he's older yeah <laughs> so he's like oh, stressing man. out yeah <laughs> I was like, I got this, bro. I'm a professional. Um, but, yeah. I, 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 I love it. But you said you mentioned that you started in 2020, and obviously the world shut down. Um, yeah. In 2020. Um, you know, started back up again in 2022. Again, looking through your stuff, you've done a lot in your short time of wrestling. Um, yeah. So a couple of things. Um, what do you wish somebody would have told you? Like when you first started, like, let's take out the pandemic part. Let's just kind of lump them all like your wrestling career together. What do you think somebody uh, would have told you when you started wrestling? And then also now too, what would you tell yourself? I guess your younger self by a couple of years, like, Hey, look out for this or don't do that when you started wrestling. So I think, um, I kind of wish uh, if there was something I could have changed, um, I kind of wish I had not taken so many things so personally because the thing in wrestling, if you want to do well and if you actually want to become better, you need to be open to criticism. And the fact is that you're probably going to suck. Okay. <laughs> like starting off, you're probably going to suck. There's maybe a few people who are just like naturals at it and maybe they'll get it like right away. Um, I was not an athletic person at all. Right. Like I did nothing before um wrestling in terms of physical activity like all i did like back then in high school i just like partied okay that's what i did so i was not doing any of this athletic stuff so of course it wasn't going to come naturally to me um not only that wrestling is, is very complex there's a lot of things to think about at the same time um and i'm not used and i think most people who start wrestling aren't used to people openly criticizing them but it's for our own good right like we need to hear what we're doing wrong to get better and now i'm like all about criticism like i i crave it if i don't hear criticism i feel like something's wrong almost um so i wish i had not taken it so personally because i felt like it set me back in a way like i, I took it personally and instead of like thinking about it kind of rationally and setting my emotions aside and seeing okay what are what is this person telling me that i could use i was just like Mm, like I, I, it was an ego thing and I'm like oh well you know maybe that person doesn't even know what they're talking about which is like insane you know like they're about 20 years of course they know what they're talking about um so I, I just wish I had 
gotten over that quicker. Uh, luckily, I got over it, you know, and um, I'm glad that I did. Um, so to anyone listening out there, you know, if you're first starting to wrestle, uh, you're probably going to hear a lot of bad things and it's okay. Just don't, don't be too sensitive about it and, and try to really listen to what people are telling you and, and, and integrate it into what you're doing. You know, it's, it's, if you trust the person's judgment and they're a good wrestler, just try to integrate it instead of taking it to, to heart. Um, and I kind of wish people, I mean, people did tell me but I kind of wish people would tell me the extent that people can be kind of creepy <laughs> in this industry sometimes. So I heard about it, but it's pretty pervasive at times. Not always. Some people are really great. But yeah, mm -hmm. it, it can get pretty, pretty bad sometimes. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is that. There is that. But yeah. Uh, well, there's no but. There's no transition. But you, you train. You train. <laughs> You trained by, with Speedball. You were trained yes. by Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, what is one piece of advice that he gave you or any of your other coaches, Daddy Magic, Shane? What, 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 what was what was one piece of voice that what was one piece of advice that they've given you? Hmm. Andrew, so Shane Hawk has given me a million pieces of advice. He's honestly the best coach in the world. I'm always like messaging him, asking him, like, oh my God, how do I do this? What do I say about that? Like, he's just the best. So I, I can't even, I, I have to think about him because he's given me so many pieces of priceless advice um, that I'd really have to think about that. Let's see, Speedball, um, Speedball told me, and I think this is really important, if something happens in a match and like there's a botch or something, um, or sorry, I'm gonna rotate, okay. <laughs> um, and there's like a botch in the match. Um, and you know, maybe say for example, it was mostly the other person's fault, okay? Let's just say maybe the the, they mistimed it, or maybe it was primarily on them. Speedball will always say, well, it's still on both of you because you need to explain it better so that the person gets it. And yeah, maybe it was primarily, maybe you thought you explained it fine and maybe it seemed like the person got it, but you have to go over it enough times to make sure that the person gets it. And if there's a botch, it's both of your faults. It's not one or the other you need to go over the match enough times to make sure that it's seamless, right? Um, and if you didn't do that, well, you didn't do your part. And that's true, you know? Um, there's so many times where I feel like I, I just want to fault the other person. And I'm like, oh, well, I told them and they said it was fine and it wasn't. But then I'm like, yeah, but did I really go over it with them? We just spoke about it. Maybe I should have gone over the positioning with them and really made sure they got it, you know? And that's on me. Um, so it's it's... Yes, wrestling is a competitive thing. It looks like it's an individual sport, but it's a team sport. You know, it's a team, um, you know, set of theatrics. We're both there working with each other, right? We're both there uh, trying to make the other person look good. So it's a team sport. We, we got to help each other out as much as possible, right? Um, so, yeah, that, that was definitely good advice uh, from him. And Danny Magic, I don't know, probably don't suck. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, I don't know. <laughs> I, I that's mean, um, he's a really funny guy. I, I, I love him. Honestly, he's so great. Um, gosh, but yeah, he's, he was just, he's one of those like tough love coaches, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, oh, he was one of the first people that kind of like straight up would tell me I sucked at something, right? And if I did something, Good, good, though.
he would tell me I did it good. I actually did it well. And it wasn't someone just like blowing smoke up my ass, you know? Um, and that I felt definitely just helped me in general um, to, 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 to just to know, you know, to know, okay, this was shit. Okay, this was good. And to be able to eventually see it myself too. And so now last year, um, you said that your goals was to um, do matches in the U.S., which you've accomplished or yeah. you accomplished one match in the U.S. What being 2024, what are the wrestling and personal goals for this year? Hmm. Yeah, so I definitely want to wrestle more in the States. I actually have an upcoming booking on uh, February 17th. It's in Albany, New York for this federation called the Dynasty. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so definitely like more bookings in the States, uh, more provinces as well. Um, I'm also looking, I'm going to really try to do a tour in the UK and in Europe for at least a month. If I could do it longer, like I'm going to try, but I'm really going to try um in june to set that up um i was gonna initially do it in april but then i saw that aw was coming back to canada so i'm gonna try as hard as i can to get on those dates um hopefully that works out um and either way i'm just gonna push it to june and and try to go to the uk in june so those are the main goals for this year um personally i just think about wrestling all the time so <laughs> honestly become a better wrestler essentially i like it, I like it. Uh, when you hear when you hear the name Lufisto, what is the one sentence that comes to mind? Badass. <laughs> She's badass as hell. Um, Lufisto's great. I, I, I could go on and on about her, but if I had to be like concise about it, I, I guess I could give just a few words. Badass, um, inspirational, empowering, encouraging, supportive. Yeah. Nice. And so the thing too is kind of give, cause I've been interviewing uh, more Canadian wrestlers um, because you hear mm -hmm. the big names, you know, the big names who cross over to WWE, et cetera, AEW. Um, but you know, what should somebody who wa wants to like ingest all types of wrestling, what other promotions should they look out for? Whether in particular female wrestlers should they look out for um, that are Canadian based? Um, so, Actually, it's interesting that you bring that up. Uh, so Lufisto, actually, um, she's starting this uh, federation, and it's essentially a sister federation of IWS. So IWS uh, stands for International Wrestling Syndicate. Uh, Lufisto is coming up with a federation that's entirely women-based that's called uh, Women's Wrestling Syndicate. Syndicate. So uh, WWS. And yeah, yeah, so um, it's pretty cool. It's really just entirely made by women um, from, like, uh backstage point of view um so obviously the wrestlers were even looking at like trying to get female referees which are really rare but we're going to look into that too um and yeah so like she's just spearheading this project which is really cool um it's really cool that it's entirely women-based for, for us too um for the wrestlers around here but it's cool that we'll be able to potentially wrestle women from like other parts of like either north america or even if it's like the northeast in general uh because like it or not, um, as female wrestlers, there's very much a shallow pool. So we're we're often wrestling the same person <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so it's and that leads to stagnation at some point. So it'll be really refreshing and cool um, to be able to like to wrestle just other people too. So I'm really excited about that. Um, IWS in itself, honestly, is doing a really great job at promoting the women's division and really putting us at the forefront, um, which is really great. So that's another great promotion um, to support if you're looking for 
for women wrestling in particular. Um, Acclaim has also been really good when it comes to featuring women's wrestling. Um, they do a really good job at not always just having like one match. Maybe it does happen sometimes on the card, they'll have like one women's match, but it does happen sometimes where they have like two women's match. It's not just the one match, you know, there's that space to have like two matches sometimes, which is really great. Not a lot of promotions do that. They just have like the one match on the card and they're like, okay, that's, we're done. <laughs> you know, we're good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those are those are some places off the top of my head. Of course, C4 is another great place that highlights a lot of women. Um, they put in a lot of different talent, um, either like in singles matches or in four ways, but at a bunch of different places on the card, too. Um, so they've been doing a really great job at that, too. And, and they're one of the biggest promotions in Canada, maybe the biggest. Um, but yeah, they've been doing really good at that, too. So, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. And then um, there are, I've, I've watched several of your matches, what one match in particular would you, would like, you know, it'd be the cool of somebody saying, Google me, like, there's no words to be said. What match, one, one match in particular where you're like, yo, this, it's right here. Everything that you need to know about me wrestling wise is right here. What match would you suggest? Oh man, I, I finally have a match. Uh, people would ask me a similar type of question and I can never, pinpoint one um so definitely my match with Lou Farrell um was like my favorite favorite by far um I really liked my match with Metsu Sejok recently like a couple days ago too that was pretty awesome but definitely with Lou Farrell um she's a wrestler that comes from NSPW uh, it's the other like big Quebec fed um and we had this match it was for actually a, a film premiere um the movie itself is called and it's a Quebecois film and it's based off of, it kind of follows around Lou O'Farrell, um, Azael, and Lou Fisto too. They're like the three stars of the movie. And after the premiere, they put on like a wrestling show. Um, so I was in the main event with, with Lou O'Farrell. And um, we had this insane match. Like we had never wrestled before. It was our first time wrestling each other. And afterwards, we were we were talking to each other. We're like, dude, we have insane chemistry. Like it was, it was crazy. Like it was just, it was just. I don't know. I can't even explain it. Like when wrestlers talk about how like wrestling someone, there's like that magic, or it felt magical. Like that's what it felt like. And I don't really know how to explain it other than that. But it was. It was really just great working with her. I had so much fun during that match. And I, I really, really liked that match a lot. Last question um, before we get out of here. Um, you know, you are at the top, you are the champion. You're the IWS champion. There are people who are coming for you. What do you have to say to them? Yeah, no, like, um, honestly, like I, I, I'm always down for a challenge, you know, and I think our women's division is, is quite strong. And I've just seen so many of the girls that are in this division. I saw, you know, when they first started training or I came in part way and I've seen how far they've come. So I'm actually just so proud to first off be part of that division and to be able to represent it, um, you know, but if it's a, a challenge from them um, or from anyone else outside of the division, you know, I'm ready for it and I'm ready to have a banger. I'm ready for both of us, whoever wants to come in and challenge me for both of us to push each other to our respective limits as much as we can, you know, um, I think it's so important to do to learn and I'm just, I'm ready for it. That was like such a great Canadian answer. Push ourselves to respect <laughs> limits. 
as I still be <laughs> as I still am the champion, but you know, we, we will we will all be better for it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but with that being said, where where can everybody find you? <laughs> um so you can find me on twitter at katrina creed so katrina with a k creed, creed with a c uh on instagram as well at cat.creed because katrina creed was taken somehow um and yeah those are my socials and do you have any uh, merch or anything that you're that's online um, I mean, I do have eight by tens. Uh, I could totally send them out if people uh, are down to buy them. I usually just sell my merch at uh, shows that I'm at, but I'm not opposed to that. I could definitely uh, send some eight by tens in people's way. There it is. Well, thank you, Katrina, so much. Uh, good luck mm -hmm. on the 2024 goals and all the things. Uh, shout out to your brother. Hopefully, he can keep coming out and recording you and. <laughs> all, all that, all of that. I appreciate you for coming on. Uh, thank you so much for um, everybody for watching the show. Thank you for um, tuning into Women's Wrestling Talk. My name is TK Trinidad. You can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. You can follow Women's Wrestling Talk on everything at www.talkpod.com. Thank you guys so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Till next time, ciao. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.